Okay, so finally, the beta quadra, the complex of subservience. It's all aristocratic, isn't it? To not mm-hmm. be under the on the lower rungs of the ladder. Okay. Well, all right. Let's do this shit. I need to open a beer before I'm going to go on beta. All right. Let's do this shit. Let's do this shit. Betas, here we go. Here we go. So everyone start, strives for upwards. All fight for the right of personal domination. Nobody wants to be on the margin or behind in this race. In, in the light of all this, how do you think the betas preserve a cohesive society where everyone is fighting to reach the top? I mean, they don't, right? <laughs> That's why we have gammas. I mean, yeah, betas are pretty tough and everything, but I mean, they lose the ba- gammas. <laughs> makes them really fucking pissed. <laughs> really pissed. And being forced to the bottom of the hierarchy may- means saying, goodbye, brother, your time's up. The beta quadra fears that there won't be enough sweet cake for everyone, and those expelled to the lower levels will get a stick instead of a cake as a negative reinforcement technique. Apparently, yeah, apparently. So the beta quadra is afraid of having to part with their honor and dignity, a privileged position in society, being plunged into poverty to a position without rights, being demoted, humiliating reprisals, being forced out of the privileged strata, dependency on someone else's evil will, and afraid of all that would obstruct him from surviving and restoring social status under extreme circumstances. I mean, sure, I think, you know, I think we can take something from the Enneagram and those that strive for power are the most afraid. I think the underlying complex of beta is fear. I mean, everything is fear. But I think fear for betas are just the most truest definition of the word. You know, fear for me is like it's kind of social fear or like kind of like personally inadequacy or something like that, but I think for babes, it's just more like fear. It's just much more simple. It's much more essay. Like, it's just, this is, this is it. It's just like fear of being weak. It's, I think it's mostly fear of being weak. And what are all things I'd be afraid of? Not really able to articulate. How much of this fear do you think is paralyzing or activating for a response to to this dissension in the hierarchy i mean does it motivate people or does it make betas more competitive than others for example compared to gamma which is also an se type mm, i mean well you know we have a lot of strong beta types to consider and a lot of them are absolutely fucking crazy you know like we you know, like look at stalin and lenin and hitler all these dictators, you know, they're not, they are good examples to look at because they are, you know, exemplars of the type, but there's also normal betas that are not like that at all. Um, but I think overall fear is really what overrides them, I think, and weakness. That's the complex of the six. It's like this, the the complex of subservience. They, they feel like some, someone's going to get their thumb over them somehow and control them. And that's why they want to control others, because that's just how that shit works. Um, I don't really know. 
And I think betas will also be subservient when they feel that the one above them is way above them. As in, if if the person thinks they really have no chance to compete. And I mean, if you consider the SLE and beating people and proving their metal to show who's the top dog and the others comply with him and are subservient to him gladly. Sure. I mean, but I also think that SE's conception of subservience is pretty fucking antiquated, you know? And I think that's my might be why there's so much projection from them these days. Because it's not survival of the fittest anymore. It's not survival of might is right, you know. They project all these fucking memes and shit. And a lot of it's really pretty hateful. And that's not how the world is anymore. You know, it's just, it's different. And I think they're finding themselves having to deal with not being the dominant party anymore. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure Glenko doesn't really acknowledge that SE is kind of going the way of the A-Track tape right now. But it kind of is, in my opinion. Do you think in the complex of, subs- being, uh, the complex of subservience would make them less yielding mm. the betas. Well, I think obstinate betas are more obstinate, obviously, and, you know, so that's the rational ones, which are generally seen as the biggest dickheads in the world, which are ENFJs sure. and ISTPs or, you know, LSIs. You know, INFJs and mm, ESTPs are seen as much more mellow for the most part. So, yeah, I, I, I do think that, and I was thinking about that as well, and Mitchell has asked me about subtype, because I think I'm pretty obstinate for the most part. I think the theory fits pretty well. It's like mobily, flexibly yielding, but I think that, um, yeah, the the obstinate beta is going to be much more hard to deal with, and, and, and Strat says that. You know, she knows that. She gets it. It's the most aggressive betas seize power and remain on the top and the meek and compliant ones get pushed into the lower la- layers of the hierarchy so if if you're a harmonizing beta then you're done for in a beta society i mean i guess is this really true though i mean it's thank god it's not a beta society well that's kind of why i question socionics because you know it's kind of really austere Soviet Union stuff, you know, it's like only betas and gamma survive and alphas and deltas are eating yellow snow, you know. Is that really true, though? Like, we're kind of middle ground right now. It's not like things are terrible. Things are right. I mean, even if you get betas and gammas and with all their SE and whatnot and they blow each other up, we're the ones who are going to survive. Well, yeah, and I don't, I don't think that SE has really got it going on long term, and I think they kind of know that, and I think that's why there's kind of that uh, superiority com- complex going on with SE. That they know that they're an old dog with no new tricks. Like, it says here that to disempower the strong by hook or by crook, to make the strong weak and push them out of the system. 
is the easiest method to deal with competition, the most invisible and unobtrusive way. The guilty one will be whoever is weak, not the one who has made him so. Do you think this has a lot to do with the assassinations and and stuff that's been happened that that's been occurring in ancient times displaced rulers and leaders? Yeah, probably. No. Because that's what it's all about beta power power the top of the pyramid. I mean, I guess, you know. I also think the opposite is true, though. So what I was saying is that I think, you know, I think there's a tendency to think that, oh, Bay is just evil and they're going to kill everyone and all that stuff. But I think there's also a shadow tendency where, like, ISFJs have some really fucking dark shit going on with them. Like, they're the ones that are going to, like, push you on stairs and kill you, like, out of the blue. Like, one with, like, Oh, I love you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm a caregiver. And all of a sudden, I'm like, hmm? nope. <laughs> I'm going to collect your insurance money and take care of myself. No, and that's repressed with, anger. Yeah, yeah. Same with uh, Deltas. And Young says this in the Zarathustra, the Zarathustra seminars. is like, you got to figure out where this anger is, where the aggression is in a person. It's, it's there. And we can, you know, on a sociology model, like, well, okay, it's in that block or whatever. And kind of figure out what it is, but only partially. It also says that reasonable and prudent members of Beta Quadra try not to make enemies. I mean, finally, something good. Sure. I mean, that's. I totally agree. There's reasonable and prudent members of Beta and Delta Quadras. You know, it's like. <clears throat> not all Delta Betas are fucking. Dickheads. Yeah, I know. Hashtag not all betas. <laughs> I mean, but if you get the EIE dominant, then it all goes to hell. Yeah, I mean, betas are what they are. And there's no change in them because there's no any going on there. But yeah. What about negativists? Would they be more willing to go back and forth, change their direction? Mm, yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, given theory, yeah. I mean, I think you see ENFJ is going back and forth and kind of like bashing their head against the wall sometimes. Like they go in a direction, like oh, they change in the other, and like everyone else is like, wait, what? What are you doing? Like, so yeah, I think I can. I think I don't know how effective that is is another matter. Because someone like an ENF, an ENFJ, EII. E-I-E is going to have a certain kind of overall emotional resonance. So they can only change so much in their actions because their actions, you know, their emotions are going to be pretty much consistent. They're like, oh, well, this one's, you're a Hamlet. There's nothing you can do. So the times that they do actually change their actions, they're like, well, whatever. You're still crazy or whatever. That's just my impression. Do you have any relevant beta anecdotes that demonstrate the absurdity of this complex? The absurdity of beta complex? From the point of view of the alpha quadrant, of course. Well, I think it's just absurd that they think they're so strong when they're so weak, you know? <laughs> That's just how any complex works. They're all huff and puff and like, I'm going to blow your house down. Like, oh, really? Are you? 
All right, well, it's like three little pigs. Oh my God. It's just kind of sad. I don't know. Because they take themselves really, really seriously in that way. They think they're really tough sometimes. And not like some of the SI types where they work out themselves to death, but I don't know. SE types are just, well, they don't really get any context because they don't have any. And they don't really realize that they're not like um, aware of what's going on around them so much. Yeah, they're like blockheads. Yeah, even even the smart ones that are more aware are just, they just kind of don't get it, you know. And I love them. I think they're great, but they just kind of don't really get the expert intuition aspect of it. They just they just can't, you know. And what's really hard is like, like, okay, I'm talking about romance styles now, beta quadra right now. And they'll be like, okay. Let's talk about how Delta Quadra is. No, no, we're not talking about Delta Quadra, goddammit. <laughs> you know, we're talking about this subject. Okay, well, we're on Beta Quadra. I'm like, okay, let's talk about um, cognition. Like, okay, let's talk about art. I'm like, no, no, goddammit. <laughs> they just like don't really get the context, which is really, really tough. And I don't think that's something that really a lot of people get about any polar. It's just, bam. It's really, really hard to talk in that way. I mean, if, if any betas uh, listen to these last two podcasts, they're going to be scratching their heads as we go around from topic to topic, as we already have. Oh, yes, any caller, yes.